All right. Welcome in, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Creative Catalyst Podcast, a show that focuses on the creative processes for life, business, and your world. My name is Rudolf Korv, a creative designer based out of the Pacific Northwest. Today's episode is episode number six, titled The Godfather of Tech. Today, we're talking with Mark Davis, an entrepreneur, tech guru, and all-around cool guy. All right. Thanks for tuning in. It is episode number six of the Creative Catalyst podcast. Last week I had off. I was in California on a trip, but we are back. Today I'm here with Mark Davis. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on the show. All right. So today I'm really excited about this episode. Mark Davis is a gentleman that lives here in Eugene, Oregon. You live in Eugene, right? Or you live? I, I split my time between Eugene and Sherwood. Where's that at? Sherwood is a suburb of Portland. Oh, nice. It's not at Sherwood, it's not the Sherwood Forest, I take they it. They totally think it's the Sherwood Forest. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they've got uh, archery stuff going on there and uh, you know their their 5K run is called the Friar Trot. Is it really? Totally. Oh, so they they play off of it then. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh it was originally historic Schmockville and then at some point uh, after the Schmocks died, the uh the town rose up and decided to call themselves Sherwood and they're really into it. That's awesome. I mean, you've heard it here first, people. <laughs> That's pretty great. So I know Mark in the community as an acquaintance. I see him. His hands are in all kinds of things that are tech and community driven. Um, I got a story of, about you. Awesome. Uh, and I didn't tell you about this yet. So I was at a meeting in Squarespace in Portland okay. at their office. And I was talking to some guy. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been a, a year or so. But I told him I was down in Eugene and had an office on Broadway. And he's like, oh, do you know Mark Davis? And I'm thinking like, who is this guy? <laughs> I must know Mark Davis because I just thought that was amazing. I mean, here I am in another city, a big city. Yeah. And someone's like, he was, he, they said that they were, you were their um, like mentor, business mentor. I, I was their mentor. You were their mentor. Oh, awesome! Who was it? I don't. I don't remember. Right some, on. Some web web developer. Awesome, yeah. But I thought this guy's a rock star. I get around. <laughs> and we were we weren't even in Sherwood. We were in in the Portland. PDX. Yeah. Well, you know, I spent a dozen years up there. So, you know, uh, before I came to Eugene, I was uh, I was hanging around in Portland quite a bit. Did a lot of startup weekends and stuff like that, and just kind of. I was doing the uh, Barfly magazine back when magazines were a thing, and doing the Barfly bus tours and stuff like that. So I was uh, I was having a lot of fun up there. That's great. That's awesome. So let's dive in. We have a a, a packed interview here with Mark Davis because he's got his hands in a lot of really neat and cool and clever and inspiring things. Uh, so let's dive in. So. Uh, first off on the list, I want to talk about uh, an organization. Can I call it an organization? Eugene Tech. It's an organization. Eugene Tech is a it's a program of Innovate Oregon. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. You said you you have a core group of folks uh, that are building this uh, tech community, kind of like a like a hub. Why don't you uh, explain a little bit about what that is? Yeah. So Eugene Tech is uh, we foster and support open and inclusive tech community in Eugene. 
And so if you're new to town and you're wondering what's going on in the tech scene, chances are you'll run into us first, maybe at a Tech Tuesday or one of the other events uh, going on around town. And we try to help people navigate uh, the tech scene in Eugene. And uh, yeah, it's got a core group of about six volunteers. And we maintain the switchboard, which is a way for people to do asks and offers of the community. Maybe you've got some extra time on your hands and you're a designer, you can say, hey, you know, um, you know, if anybody needs some design work, let me know, that would be an offer. If you want somebody to show up at your event, that would be an ask. And so we maintain that, we maintain the Eugene Tech Slack, which has got, I don't know, like 700 people on the Slack, about 200 monthly active or daily active users. But um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really cool group of folks. And anybody who wants to contribute to Eugene Tech, it's really easy to uh, add yourself to the multiple projects that are going on. And yeah, show up at a Tech Tuesday and get to know all the people. Yeah, so Tech Tuesday is a live stream that you guys are currently doing on Facebook. Well, yeah, Tech Tuesday itself is an in-real-life uh, meetup every Tuesday at the Barnlight. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you can see people in real life. And then another thing that we do is at 6 o'clock, we fire up the Facebook live stream and uh, usually interview people. Like we just uh, were interviewing some folks from the Eugene Science Center. They've got a, a Apollo Palooza uh, coming up. And so we get, give them a format to talk about that and let people know uh, what's happening. The other thing that we have going on is Thursday mornings we are on KUGN radio. And so there's like a little 10-minute radio spot, Tech Thursday. And uh, it's a much shorter format, but it's got a much uh, wider audience. That's awesome. So you, we talked a little bit before the show. You don't have to be a software developer or a robotic specialist, but you could be a designer or a creative person looking to get involved with uh, the creative community in the Eugene area. Yeah, we like to call people digital creatives. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and only about half of the folks that responded to our annual survey identified themselves as, you know, develop software developers. Uh, the next biggest group was designers lots of entrepreneurs. And so it's a pretty, when we say tech, we use a very loose and large definition of what tech is. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, going off the page here, I remember an event just, I think recently it was called Hack for a Cause. Is that part of the Eugene Tech scene as well? Uh, Well, we volunteer at that. And, uh, you know, uh, Hack for a Cause is a TAO, Technology Association of Oregon in the Southern Willamette Valley. They're the ones who put the event on. We've always uh, contributed to that event. And the main thing that we did this year is we had LCC Media Arts interns make videos of all the different projects that were going on, interview the folks so that on uh, Sunday, instead of doing live demos of what all the projects, um, all the teams had uh, built over the weekend, there was a, this nice produced, uh, professionally produced uh, video that everybody could watch. And so all the teams got their 15 minutes of fame and it was a big celebratory thing. And that was a Eugene Tech Jam. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys, and how long have you been doing the that part of the Eugene or the Hack for a Cause? Is that new, the video stuff? 
the last two years, so this was the third or fourth year for Hack for a Cause. And uh, the first couple of years, we did these live demos on Sunday, and it made for a really long afternoon, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> there's always the people go up, and it's like, does the computer work with the screen? Can we do whatever, you know? And then so it, it, it made the event drag on at the exact moment where when it was everybody wanted to be done, you know, and out of there. And so uh, two years ago, had this idea of, of doing videos. And uh, the first year uh, we did it. And then the second year came back and uh, uh, just really upped the game and had multiple LCC Media Arts uh, interns working on it and some community folks as well. So it was really... Is really quite awesome. That's awesome. All right, so uh, shifting to an, a new subject. This is something that I think is probably one of the most awesome things that I've seen in the community. Uh, is uh, so I I don't know if, if it's you specifically or a group that you work with, but there is something out there called King Pong. And for you, those that don't know, it's a huge like Atari style Pong event. Yeah, so King Pong is just like 1972 Pong, except instead of being nine inches wide and four inches tall, it's nine feet wide and four feet tall. So it's like this massive, you know, it's like the size of a, a small car, but it's a Pong controller. We set it up in Kesey Square, and then we project onto a giant 20-foot screen. And uh, we force people to wear costumes. There's a DJ, there's an MC, and we turn into like this whole carnival atmosphere kind of thing. And it feels like you've kind of gotten shrunk down. It's like a honey, honey, I shrunk the kids <laughs> kind of situation. And uh, it's just a buffoonery. We just get to have a lot of fun, and people can play, play Pong on a giant screen with a giant controller, and it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, like how that came about. Like, why don't you give me a little bit of background, and then also uh, who has contributed? Because it's it's a it's a combined effort, correct? Yeah. There's a lot of people that came together to make King Pong happen. A city cultural services, and they had a brilliant idea in 2018, which was to uh, take the funds that they had and cut it up into these micro grants, and then throw it out to the community and say, "Hey, we want to activate these open spaces." please bring us your ideas. And the idea that uh, we threw at him was King Pong, which was just like this wacky idea. It's like, hey, we could play Pong on the side of a building, and how cool would that be? And they loved the idea, and they gave us uh, a bit of grant money, and then we took that, and then we went and got sponsorship, and uh, we engaged with a prop builder from the Holt Center, and then we started... Uh, we did a call for talent and said, hey, we want music, we need graphics, we need a game built, we need these props built. Um, there's, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a giant controller, right? So there's like Arduinos in there and physical spinny things and, you know, a bunch of stuff. And the game had to be written. And the, the whole community kind of came together. A lot of folks from BitForest made that possible. And, uh, yeah, it was a huge... Uh, uh, community project and uh, it was a big success it, yeah that's awesome yeah so is it classic pong or is it like your face floating back and forth oh uh, it's pretty much classic pong but it's juiced up right the, the the super classic pong basically looked like an oscilloscope screen right it was just like mm -hmm. no color no whatever and so uh 2019 pong 
is like uh, the ball's moving across the screen and it's sparkling and the stuff's happening. And when you uh, hit the paddle, the screen shakes a little bit and there's like great music and explosions and different things going on. So it's it's definitely jazzed up. Awesome. That's great to see how a community gets together and then also pulls its talents from, a you know, multiple places to build something that uh, the community can enjoy. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's one of those things like we open source it. And so if that's not uh, a term that you're familiar with, basically we give it away for free. And so if somebody else wanted to build King Pong, we say, sure, there you go. And so we'll publish the designs online. The source code for the game itself is freely available online. And we don't, nobody owns any of it. It's, it's just there for anybody to enjoy. So rounding to third base, something that I'm really passionate about uh, that you're involved with in the community is uh, the co-working culture. And I know you said you're in the process of maybe rebranding that. Uh, co-working for me was really important because when I moved to town six years ago, it was really tough to work from home. I got three kids and uh, they need attention. But being able to uh, find a quiet space, uh, also to take appointments. So uh, Mark is uh, involved with, I believe it's your your company, correct? Code Chops Co-working Space is uh, Eugene's original co-working space. We're in the Broadway Commerce Center above the barn light. And uh, we opened up about eight years ago. Cool. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that. What What is your clientele and your target clientele? And what have you been seeing in the Eugene job slash tech slash startup force since you guys started? Victories that you've seen? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, co-working is really great because uh, if you're a remote worker or if you're a freelancer or if you're a startup, you need a place where you're around other people who are growing their business and figuring stuff out and you just need to interact with folks. And so it's great to be downtown and it's great to be in a space with other folks, uh, kind of, you know, in a shared experience kind of thing. And so Code Chops does that. Uh, Mindworks is a, a bigger space over by the Fifth Street. They've got uh, a lot of diverse uh, businesses over there. Code Chops, you know, whatever for whatever reason, it's mostly programmers, <laughs> right? And so we've got... Um, uh, some anchor tenants that are, um, you know, like Revel is a company from the Bay Area, but all of their uh, programming talent is here in Eugene. And so it's great to see them move from one desk to two desks to three desks, you know, and kind of grow. They'll eventually grow out of the space. Uh, and that's a common story. A lot of the businesses that are on the second floor of the Broadway Commerce Center started in code shops with a desk and then grew their business to the point where they got into an office, sometimes multiple offices, and sometimes they have to leave the building uh, because they've outgrown all the spaces that are there. So it's really an economic development driver, and I'm glad that we've got co-working in, in Eugene. And uh, yeah, you say we're kind of, we are uh, rebranding a little bit because uh, co-working's got uh, when you say co-working, people think, oh, it's desk rental. It's like, yes, that's true. That's an element of it. But there's also programming going on in the spaces. So um, 
you can go to the space and there's other projects that work out of it, like Eugene Tech works out of there and MVP Studio works out of there. And uh, that's just the code shop space. There's other things happening at MindWorks as, as well. There's lots of programming you can go to and classes that are going on. And there's just a lot of different things that's beyond renting a desk. And so we're kind of uh, starting to call those spaces innovation hubs. And there'll be quite a few, I think, innovation hubs uh, also in, in cor- incorporates things like maker spaces and, and stuff like that. Basically, anything that supports new economy and, and vitality downtown. Um, yeah. I think it's, you're right. It's more than a desk. It's, you know, you're building community with people. One thing that I appreciated probably the, the most out of a co working space is the networking opportunities. Um, I got to meet people that are like clients now and friends, but like uh, that I might not have ran into if I wasn't in a co-working space and working alongside other people or se- seeing them in the hallway or. Oh yeah. Working out of your home is great. If you've got all the clients you need and you don't need to, you know, interface with folks, you right. know, I guess, but uh, most of the people that uh, we run into, they really like being downtown and getting coffee and talking to people, you know, they, the other co-working space in town that doesn't rent desks is the barn light, right? There's so much activity going on at the barn light uh, all hours of the day and night. That's basically where all the innovation's happening. Uh, I hang out there on Wednesday mornings, and it's just like nonstop, uh, you know, people coming and going and meeting. And, and it's really nice to have a vibrant downtown uh, where people can, you know, bump into each other and, yeah, so your co-working story is you started off and now you've got your own office and and uh, and that's a super common uh, yeah. pathway that people navigate. Start off with just a desk and then grow their business and you know get into the, the space where they don't need to be renting a desk anymore. Because, I mean, look at you. you got so much equipment. There's no way you could ever fit in a co-working oh, space again. My wife loves it that it's not at my house. Oh, I bet. Even the just the guitars. She's just like, this is like like base camp for all things Rudolph Korf. <laughs> yeah, no, this is like, yeah, this is totally, yeah, it even says it right on the wall, right? Like you've got your own poster. I know, right, right. So uh, first of all, I want to say thanks because how awesome is that for, uh, you know, you doing what you do and being involved? And I know you're probably like, oh, you know, why would you say thanks? But yeah. Everything I see you do is, I feel like, has class and excellence. Thanks. And I notice, and I we I barely know you, but I I, I respect. If you, if you knew me better, you probably wouldn't <laughs> say class. Well, I just I just there's a lot of respect because I, I appreciate uh, coming from where we came from in Arizona. Uh, I've I had my hands in a lot of things in the in the community, and then coming here. Uh, you know, f- focusing right now on family and business, not too much into the community. I feel like you're doing a lot of those things that are um, striking creativity, people giving people chances, uh, having fun, bringing people together. Uh, you're not a one man show, but you know, a lot of people. Put yeah. Everything's in. a group effort, you know, and that's what brings me a lot of joy is like hanging out with other creatives, doing fun projects and stuff like that. I get a lot of credit for, you know, some of these things because I instigate some of them and I kind of run with the flag and, you know, try to get, try to get these things going. But, uh, all this stuff is all group effort and there's so many well-intended folks in town that are, uh, 
want to see Eugene just be amazing. And uh, I think you're one of those people as well. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, we're all better together. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, one big, happy, innovative family. Awesome. Well, last but not least, so this show does focus on the creative and creative processes for life, business, and the world around us. Uh, leave us with some wise words of wisdom from the godfather of tech you've heard here. I'm going to coin the phrase because it'll stick. Watch people listen to this and you oh, know, the, the people, will be, people will be opening doors for you. And Oh, nice. You know. Nice. <laughs> but uh, wise words of wisdom, maybe uh, advice uh, to inspire people, encourage people as they're pursuing their goals. Uh, their dreams, their creative ideas, or whatnot. You know, I'm obsessed with collaboration, and I really, truly believe that we're better together and that adding more people and more uh, diverse voices to your projects only makes the, the pie that much bigger. And so if you're trying to be innovative, please try to include as many different voices in that as you can. And I think you'll be absolutely amazed at the outcomes. That's great. That's great advice. It's just like music. If you're God, if you're doing all the stuff, it sounds a lot like you, but if you have other people bring different flavors, it makes things so much sweeter. It's like a chorus with all the voices. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So the downtown program fund is from, uh, Well, guys, that's it. That is the wrap on episode number six here at the Creative Catalyst podcast. Uh, thanks, Mark Davis. We appreciate you coming in. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.